Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No idea. Is it a show? Yeah, theme? yeah, yeah. These have all been TV shows. Uh, Hot drinks was not. Uh, well, okay, all right. So, <laughs> with the exception of the best song that's out there right now and has been for the last however long Hot Drinks has been going, these have all been TV shows. Um, I do not know that one at all. May I have a hint? Um, I don't think from the very beginning, but eventually Leonardo DiCaprio was part of the cast. What? That helps me none. Uh, I didn't know he was on a TV show. He's on a TV show? Yeah. Um, Kurt Cameron was on this show. It was probably um, one of those Friday night shows that was in the, the, you know, make you feel good about family sort of thing. Nothing? No clue. All in, no. in the family? No, gross. <laughs> It'll make you feel good about the family. All oh, the I don't have that. The opposite life. of that. Uh, <laughs> no, this is from Growing Pains. Oh, oh yeah. I never watched, watched that show. Never watched that show? I remember watching that show. I don't remember much about that show, but... Um, I, like, remember its existence, but I don't remember watching it. So, yeah, that's what we got this week. A stumper, finally, because you guys have gotten pretty much everything up to this point which is cool uh so yeah this is air quote law pod and um yeah so what's uh what's going on we're uh we're putting together a uh another extra episode here that's gonna drop in sequence but more than our normal weekly because well why not it's a bop and uh they all are yeah um what is going on um Um, I went to Target. <laughs> Not a surprise. Um, and well, I did the thing where I got like last time I went to Target, I found some clothes that I liked. Like I found these pants that I liked and the shirts that I liked. The shirts are all just like plain tank tops, um, but I love plain tank tops. And so I bought them in many more colors because my perpetual outfit is a but as I am wearing it right now a plain tank top and a cardigan it's kind of just like 
what I wear all the time because I hate sleeves. I don't like sleeves. I like tank tops. Um, and, but I found some that are not the one I'm wearing currently, but I found some that have like a really high neck. So that was nice. So like, if I have to have like a professional, you know, whatever, like my boobs aren't, you know, out. And so, but they still have no sleeves because I hate sleeves. And I mostly went because I found these pants last time I went to Target and I loved them and I bought them in three more colors. So basically I went to Target and bought clothes that are just different colors of clothes that I already own. Isn't that um, what you do? That is what you do, but it was exciting. I, I love when you find something good, but these pants, no one at home can see, but you all can see, look at these pants. Okay. You can't really tell, but basically they are, I mean, it doesn't really work when I just am sitting in a desk chair and like hold up my leg and say, look at my pants. Um, but they're like, they're dress pants, I guess that you can like wear to work. I mean, I am wearing them to work, but they have like a drawstring and you can't really see it. So they're so comfy. They feel like sweatpants, but they are pants for out and they're great. And now I own them in four colors. So Go to Target, get yourself some pants. Target, promote me. I love you. Not a sponsor, but maybe they should be. <laughs> but we're open to it. You have yeah. all my money. If if Target wants to contact us and say, hey, give us plugs, we'll give you currency, we won't say no. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that was the big excitement in my life was trip to Target. I have not made any sort of Target or really any shopping trips since coming back from disney i mean that the one thing with disney is it's always a vacation that you need a vacation from when you come back (laughs) i can't even believe you do this but like i just i know i'll end up going to disney even though erica and i always say that when we have kids like that's what they have grandparents for they have grandparents to take them to disney because like we're not actually going but of course we will because like by the time our kids are old enough for disney my parents are going to be like seven thousand years old so, like, my parents are not going to be in their mid-80s following a toddler around Disney. I never, feel like... You never know. I would take Joey to Disney if... A, you were like some, the whole time? If, yeah, well, if someone else, like, planned a trip. And, like, I, I do not see just Tim and I taking Joey to Disney. It would have to be, like, a family trip... Or if Joey like got a little older and really, really wanted to go, like she asked for it and was like, this, they just don't get it. Like, I don't think that like, I begged my parents to go to Disney and like, I mean, I guess I had a table on. How do people at that age learn? And I should know the answer to this question, given the age of my kids, how do kids at young ages learn that this place even exists? they talk to each other it used to be television like we used to watch like things that were sponsored by disney like and then there'd be television for it yeah because back when there were ads there were back there were ads for like all the trucks and all of the new disney movies and all of the like barbies and legos and crap and that's how like your kid it's wanted specific things the ad for i mean i guess occasionally i see an ad for disney world here and there because like so um there's one running right now okay i mean i take your word for it i don't see i don't and and really I, i guess the question that i'm asking is about today where we watch so so much less 
live TV. Yeah, I have no idea how kids are finding out about it now. That we all watched live TV. Like this concept to to my kids is is somewhat like distorted. That there is a time in which TV shows are scheduled to come on, or at least that's the way that it was when I was growing up, and a little bit in their formative years but not to the point where they vividly remember it like I was having this conversation with my daughter who's 14 about it and she's like well I do remember that there were certain shows on Sprout that would come on later and we would know that we were up too late if this show that show or the other was on so you know there was some of that but now like everything streams like I don't unless it's like a sporting event I'm not watching TV live. And even though you get through the streaming apps now. So it's, it's, it's changed so much and you can skip through ads, this, that, and the other, because so I came, I guess I must've posted something or somehow the guy that runs my gym knew that I was in Disney and sent me a text asking about it. How was it? You know, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, just, just asking me questions about it because his daughter, who I think is three wants to go. And I'm, and and that's what kind of sparked that question in my mind of how do little kids at that age know that it exists? And I'd imagine from other little kids. Yeah, maybe, but like at that, I I don't know. I guess so. I'm not I mean, taking my kid at three. You're not going to remember it. You got to be at least like six or seven. Like I'm it's. Oh yeah. Three, three. If I Joey wants is- to go, I'll wait till she's old enough to ask. Like the only, the only way that I would take her just like Tim and I on a trip to Disney is if she said like, I really want to go. Okay, but she could say like, that at four years old. Yeah. Well, well and like. We're, we're discussing maybe. a three-year-old that has said yeah. this. Yeah. And like, I wouldn't do it at three or four you know I just don't see now if we want to take her to like Japan and go to Nintendo World you you what that's that's a different story here's what you need in my opinion you need a kid that can hang all day and that's not at three that's not at four you know and it's different probably for every kid like I used to have a rule taking my kids to baseball games is that they need to be able to hang an inning for every year that they are old. So if I took my four-year-old, I did not feel any sort of way needing to leave in the fourth inning. And I wouldn't necessarily leave in the fourth inning, but if the signs started to creep in that, hey, I'm done here from the little one, and it was the fourth inning, okay, they're where they probably need to be. Now that's something totally arbitrary that I made up myself. I like that. You know, there's a, a, a they've numbered the time frame, and you know, you've been to enough baseball games. Some innings take two minutes, you know, what seems like, and some take an hour. Um, yeah, Joey went to opening day, and um, apparently she was doing pretty well throughout the whole thing. I wasn't there, but she was doing pretty well. Um, got a little cranky at the end, but I, I was impressed. Her to that, you know. Yeah, she went to um, quite a few games last year, and you know, but yeah, but if Joey, I would like, well, let's be honest. I would like to go to Nintendo world in Japan. So Joey can come along for the ride if she wants. <laughs> there you go. But that's, that's a hell of a flight. I, I would imagine or a series of flights. Yeah. 
I don't I had, know. I had talked about doing a Japan trip with my uncle who lives in Hawaii. And I said, look, if we ever do this, because his wife is, is Japanese. And I was like, if we ever do this, I'm coming here to you first. And we're going to hang out for like a week here on the island. And then we will pack up and continue the journey. Like, I'm not going to go all the way to Japan in one shot. Like, and I, and I know I won't get a direct flight, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'll do the 14 hours or so it takes to get to, um, you know, the big island and then chill for a week and then do whatever that next flight is because it's, it's a complete pain in the ass. Like I hate it. And you can only sleep for so long, even when you can sleep forever. <laughs> What were we talking about? Oh, wait. So I had a trip to Japan (laughs) planned. Like I was supposed to go to Tokyo in summer 2020. (laughs) So obviously Obviously didn't happen. happen. So what was your, tell me about your flight itinerary. What did that look like? What were, where were you supposed to go and when, and what were the layovers like? So actually we were, the end goal was not Japan. It was Manila for a wedding and um, so because there was a layover in Tokyo, we were like, you know what, if we're going to go halfway across the planet, um, we should probably just make a thing out of it. So we were going to do, I think like a week or 10 days in Japan and then do, um, like a short period of time in Manila. Cause apparently there's not like a ton to do in Manila. So, but you were, were going to go east. Like, where was what was your first flight supposed to be? Um, I want to say east, yeah, but that I don't know. Because I think from us on the east coast, that probably makes the most sense. But I'm just curious since you actually had things booked. Yeah, um, I think that it depends on what time of the year it is, like something with wind patterns sometimes you go one way like i know for sometimes for australia you go like one way but you you, can't can't you just like jump real high and stay in the air and then the earth rotates and then you lands and it's moved under your feet yeah and then you're in australia but you have to get to the southern hemisphere i know that that's a joke but i'm thinking about it and i'm like does it kind of work like that (laughs) well i will tell you that there is definitely a flight to Las Vegas, for example. The time frame for that same direct flight is not the same east as it is west. Hmm. It's like five hours in one direction and four and a half in the other. I don't know that that has anything to do with that. It's probably jet streams. Um, it, it's definitely jet streams. Uh, <laughs> because I think you'd have to get like into orbit orbit for the earth to actually rotate under you because if you're you know if you're in an airplane i think that even at that height thirty thousand feet or whatever it is is you're probably still moving with you're still a part of the planet yeah you're still part of the planet there not a science podcast so we definitely (laughs) don't have the facts there uh if you are scientists you're listening and you think that we sound if you can confirm that we sound like idiots here 
feel free to flood our <laughs> inbox with some actual facts of uh, the time travel and, and teleportation that we're trying to bootstrap here. Uh, we will, uh, we'll, we'll listen Someone to is them. definitely screaming. That's not how any of this works. I, I want to hear it. I don't Tell think us. we have any pilots listening to our podcast. Yeah, if no, you're a pilot, just, if, you, yeah. if, if you are in any way a science just yell at us. We'll take it. Well, I can tell you my best friend is a scientist and she does not listen to our podcast. So if she doesn't, we probably don't have any scientists listening. I mean, prove us wrong. Prove us wrong. wrong. If you're a science, let us know. (laughs) Pretend to be a science, put some letters behind your name and send us an email. Yeah. So Actually, no, I take that back. My husband's a scientist and he definitely listens. But... Well, it's already proven you're wrong and it didn't yeah. even take the email. Tim t- he's probably like, oh my God, I have to listen to her say stupid things at home. And now she's being stupid for the world. And like, it's so much worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know. One, one day, oh my God, what did I say? We were watching um, that show, Disen- Disenchantment disenchantment oh my god what is the name of that show disenchanted it's the matt greening show it's on netflix um and at one point there was like a mermaid and they spewed some bit of science like quote unquote about mermaids and like this is how mermaids do things and i paused and i looked at him and said is that real and then he looks, he's like are mermaids real and i said Good point. Good point. Okay. So there's an entire, that's a great question because there is a rabbit hole that that could go down. Probably another episode in and of itself. There is a documentary that is out there. Wait, I've seen this. The existence of mermaids. It's fake. It's not a real documentary. I know people who have presented this documentary to me as if it were truth. Well, I have thoughts on that. I don't know. When you you say fake, you mean like a parody? Well, no, it's supposed to look real, but somewhere in there, I think it does say it's fake. I don't remember because I like was somewhere uh, probably deep in the credits. I've watched it. I was very intoxicated at the time that I watched it because I don't know that. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm all about a good conspiracy theory. I'll at least hear it out. We actually, I interacted with somebody on the Twitter the other day about. Um, conspiracy theories i think it's somebody that runs another podcast Ooh, should we do a whole conspiracy theory episode i think we should i think that maybe right. we should try to to link up with this other podcast that uh i was talking to about the paul mccartney thing and, oh yeah and, okay and maybe so we can form a little i have know. so many thoughts so tweet at us or email us your favorite conspiracy theories because i have my favorite one that is true and i have my favorite one that i don't think is true okay Speaking of Twitter, we got hit up by a scammer and I got a little bit of like nostalgia from uh, back when during law school, I I used to fill my time with messing with people who would send scam emails. So um, we got this message in our DMs the other day and feel free to DM us. We won't, if you're, if you're legit, we won't treat you like this. Um, you'll see where this is going. Um, this individual, and again, I'm not gonna, uh, I may say he in this because the profile photo looks like a he, but who knows who's on the other side of it. First of all, this person is, uh, the, the name I believe is Weezman, O-U-S-M-A-N, and then the actual like Twitter handle 
or whatever is Weezman and then a whole string of numbers. Uh, hello, my name is Weezman. I'm looking for. Oh, good is that friendship. how you say that? I think so. I could be wrong. I don't think it's a real person or a real name, so I doubt anybody is correcting me. His on it, but- profile says, "Hello, my name is Weezman. I'm looking for good friendship." He's following 4,500 people and has 311 followers, it it looks like. So he says, hello, how are you doing? Awesome. You? Welcome. How are you doing? It's it's pleasure to meet you here. Nice to meet you, too. So where are you from and what's the weather been with you there? Uh, To which I respond, too cold for this time of year. How about you? And well, he's liking he, every message you send. He is. Yeah, there's like a little heart by every message that I send. Uh, and, and, and so that you guys know, because obviously you can't visualize this, the hearts came after every response and before he would respond. Uh, well, here is too hot. I am from Gambia, smiling coast of West Africa. Wow, that's quite a ways from here. What time is it there? I, I don't know why. I always like to ask people what time it is, where they are, when they're not, you know, when they're like in a different area of the world that I don't know what it is. And I know that it's something that I could Google, but I, it's kind of like, you know, conversation filler. Oh, we are in 2 a.m. here. How about you? And I'm, I'm just correcting words that are misspelled or mistyped for the, the efficiency of this, to which I respond 10 a.m. That, of course, gets a heart. Uh, okay, that's nice to hear. Do you live with your family together here? And this is where... I decided to take it off the rails and I'll tell you, I started this shit, not this other guy because he doesn't get into the scammy shit till after this, but I was kind of feeling frisky at 10 AM apparently. Uh, well, there are three of us that do this podcast. So we each do, but not all together. That would be wild and scandalous to which I get, you know, I, I give him three messages back to back to back here. But it'd make for an interesting stream or podcast. What if we all lived in some wild orgy house with cameras going all the time? Am I right? Perhaps these can be some life goals for when the children are grown and out of the house. Probably better goals than going to Disney. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the good word. To I'd hear. prefer that over Disney for sure. Yeah. Uh, you'll be very interesting. I'm living with family here. Well, and then another one. I really need your help my friend help us even we can't be able to help you back because i know you have a heart to help well you've it's given funny me, that he you've given me like seven heart. hearts of course i have a heart um i will send you information details when you can be able to send help through western union or MoneyGram. so boom we're at the scam here uh, to which i respond oh i'm not sure we can do that there's a small startup podcast and this thing is costing us money not making us money like you know, I'm completely just boxing out the fact that, you know, we have real lives and jobs beside this podcast. Perhaps if you find someone who is generous enough to help you, they will be able to help us as well, or at least give us, give our pod a listen. We would love to have a pin on our international listener map from your area. Do you happen to know anybody from Madagascar as well? We would. Where did you get-, get that from? Like, did you just pull that out of your ass? Well, I was looking at the map, trying to figure out where this guy was. Uh, I'm like, oh, and then there's Madagascar, the island over there. And I'm like, wouldn't it be cool to have a pin on the map? Because for anybody who doesn't podcast that's listening to this, and this may be specific to where we upload our podcasts, they have we have an analytics dashboard that not only tells us 
which episodes are getting listens, how many listens we have from one month to the next. Um, we can tell what devices, whether you're on a computer, a mobile, on a tablet, a watch, whether it's a Mac or, or you're using Chrome or, or whatever, all the different apps we can tell if you're using Spotify or iTunes, all that stuff. But I also have pins on the map geographically. We've probably talked about this because of our friend in the lake or the reservoir that's in Kansas. Yeah. Oh, hi, friend in the lake. I hope you're doing well. Come yeah. So I'm looking at this map and I'm zooming in and I don't know, you know, what the time frame on it is or anything like that. Like, I don't know if you were to tune in right now, whether or not if I refresh this, I would get a pin on the map or not. I could tell what time of day, what day of the week, everything like that, and, and where the, the hot spots are. Um, so I'm just being like, yeah, I'd love to get uh, a, you know a pin on the map from there. I will tell you, there are no pins on the map uh, in any section of Africa that's not Morocco and Casablanca. So I don't know, again, presuming this individual is a scammer, who knows where they're actually from. Um, so anyway, I said, we'd love to get some listeners there. And then, and then I start to embellish a little bit because again, I'm trying to get people to listen to podcasts. One of our most popular episodes is the one where we all get naked and then dress up like sluts and go to the mall. There's nothing in that episode about getting us getting naked, but it is episode say, but, you know. dress like sluts and go to the mall. So I post a link to that. Yeah, my friend, I'm proud of you. And I like if I can create the charity box for people to help us get food to eat because Gambia are not easy. I, now it's just the, the English is way too broken for me to, uh, things are getting bad here. I'm very poor. My family is too. So try and help us. To which I respond, we can discuss this on our next episode, which we're doing. Not a lie. We're actually discussing the fact that this person's family is um if you sp help spread the word perhaps that will help so so my <laughs> thing is we're going to talk about your cause your family on the next podcast episode so you be a good steward of the podcast and spread the word that way anybody that you get to listen to the podcast will get a a reinforcement of your need for financial aid here um and then I was just like, maybe the theme is, is good here. I'm like, our first episode is about Liz's sex party. So maybe you're noticing a theme. Uh, yeah, I'd like to discuss about that. And if you have WhatsApp, so we can chat more if that's possible. I hope you. I'm like, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> to which I respond, of course, in line with just keep pushing the podcast here. I don't remember which one, but one episode we discussed WhatsApp and playing a game on it. One of the early episodes to which the person responds, yeah. I will like that. So that was the end of the conversation. I didn't get a heart on the, I don't remember which one, but we do discuss WhatsApp, um, which is also true. Um, it's episode two, by the way, for anybody that's listening to this and hasn't, hasn't heard that. So yeah, that was a fun, I mean, I, I guess now rereading the conversations, I started to mess with him before he started the scam, but sometimes you just, you know, you get that feeling, you know, this is going down that send me money path. You've won this, that, and the other. Uh, well, it's kind of like, you know, when you get a Facebook message and I'm Facebook friends with like, not a lot of people and people will be like, and this does, does not, um, 
I'd rather, you know, like I got a message from someone recently, someone that is still on my friends list for some reason that I didn't delete, which is surprising because I delete everyone, but I don't know, maybe this person was just, and they're like, you know, Hey, do you have a recommendation for a lawyer here? That's, that doesn't piss me off because I'm happy to refer people to my friends, colleagues, people that I like. That's all good. Well, you kind of signed up for that too. Yeah. And, and that's and fine. But when I get the whole, hi, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I know you want legal advice cut to the chase. Yeah. The or the MLM that pitch that we talked about a few episodes ago. Yeah, the person ago. that messaged me recently did cut to the chase. They said, hey, I'm looking for this. I was wondering if you had any recommendations. Wonderful. Perfect. Would love to give you a recommendation. And I'm happy you didn't waste my time with small talk. Yeah. And that's a that's a better, you know, and it's good that you've got people in your list that are cognizant of the fact that you do what you do and not everything else. Because the number of times yes. that professionally we get asked, Hey, can you help me with this? No, I don't do that. Well, and usually I will know someone, but yeah. So you kind of get the feeling when that's coming and my response to things. So we get people that call the office all the time, you know, and are like, Hey, do you do pro bono work? And the answer is, you know, pretty much the answer that I give, which is true is uh, I do pro bono work through organizations, not through people who call. Right. Because usually if you do work with an organization, they have, they do the vetting process, they get the clients and I show up, I do the thing, you know, and it gets worked out that way. Not just because you don't want to just have people call your office and say, do you do pro bono work? And you say yes, because then you're known as the person that does free work. Well, and there's a big difference between somebody being cheap and actually having a need. Yeah. So that's my advice for not just attorneys, but anyone who is in sort of a field where people are like asking for like free stuff because of financial hardship or whatever, you know, and that way, and that way I don't sound like an asshole where I'm not like, no, I don't help people for free. I just say yes, but I do it through organizations because then you don't sound like a jerk, but also you made it clear that you are not helping that person. They need to go to said organization, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So in law school, because I, you know, would sit there and my ADHD brain would put me in different places. I used to respond to these people. You know, you get the scam emails. Some, now the most of the email software is good about putting it into a spam folder. I would go and dig this shit up and respond to these and have back and forth conversations with them. In fact, I at the time, and it's long gone now, but at the time I owned a web domain called scam email where I would post these conversations back and forth because they were, some of them were fucking hilarious. And, um, there, it was, it was good times. It was, it was fun. So I probably still have some of them. I, yeah, you want to dig them up. So I guess, but you know, that's a good strategy is when people contact us for scams or whatever, just promote, promote the podcast, promote the podcast. That's, that's the new, the new, the new strategy there. Oh, when yeah. I, <laughs> when I was a kid and back when telemarketers would, you know, call the home phone, you know, back in ye old days, my mom just said, you know, we got to call them. They're like, are your mom or dad home? I was just supposed to say, I'm an orphan and hang up. <laughs> 
Oh, when I get the, the the automated one that everybody gets that, you know, it's like, is the head of the household there? My response is always, no, this is a hedonistic colony. There isn't a head of the household. <laughs> but it's, it's automated. So I'm hoping that there's I, a recording on the other end and somebody's listening to it. Well, and we always get, so you know how you get those like estimates for like your roof or your siding or whatever. And then they call you like all the time. What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm just skimming through one of these email responses. Oh, you want to share yeah. it with the class? You know, go your thing oh, first, and then we'll come back. So to it. they always, you know, and you know, sometimes you do get the estimate, and they're a legit company, and maybe you want to lock in the estimate for your roof or your siding or whatever. And so a few weeks ago, um, husband and I were at a beer festival, and the the roof people were there, whatever company it was, and you know, they're there, and of course, everyone's drinking. And they're giving away like, you know, their little drawstring tote bags. And they're like, oh, do you want a bag? And I think I was like, I'm pretty sure I have that exact tote bag. Like you've already given it to me. And then he's like, oh, so you've spoken to us before. And we were a few drinks. And I was like, yes, you call me all the time. You're very annoying. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And we had a chat with the guy and I was like, not you personally. I was like, you're probably a very nice person, but you know, and it was one of those things where I'm like, well, you know, I hope we gave him some fun in his night because I mean, he just has to stand there because this was a Friday night one. And so it was probably like eight or 9 PM on Friday night where it's, you know, just beer and whiskey are just flowing. Cause once you're in, it's, you know, unlimited samples. And I was just basically we were talking to him and I I was just yeah you call all the time and you know he either got some humor out of it or thought we were both like just pieces of work and he couldn't wait to be done with us I'm not quite sure because of course he has to like you know humor us the whole time and be on good behavior but I was like yeah you're very annoying so anyway what was the response that made you laugh Oh, okay. And, and I'll probably end up taking screenshots of this and posting it on the, in, the Instagram or something or Twitter. Um, so the subject is simply all in caps, male acknowledgement, like M-A-L-A-L. How old is this? This is from Barrister Joe McDonald. Um, when did this happen? Uh, looks like October 8th of 2012. So again, these are oh. old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I used to do this sitting in law school classes. Um so there's a, you know, Jay McDonald and Associates, one lyric square, blah, 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 blah. Dear friend, I do acknowledge the receipt of your mail. I don't, I don't know if I mailed this person first. Maybe there was a response before this that's not coming up in the chain because there's definitely ones in here. But um, I happen to know Mrs. Beatrice Perkins very well. Over the years, I've been assigned by the firm Beatrice I work with Perkins. to handle her file. And this brought me closer to her. She is in intensive care now. She claims to be closer to God day by day, borrowing from her terms. It is a pity you have not come to know her. She's definitely a people-oriented person. I would suggest you follow through to at least satisfy your conscience. She donated funds to you. Satisfy your conscience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah. Rough. Do it. Uh, I would expect you should question why, especially if you don't really know this woman of faith. You see she had no issue, parentheses, child. And if 
and and so she gave her funds to her brother and sister. She actually gave a rather large amount as a gift to her relatives and requested that they. Are use we supposed to care about this person? Who is charity. she? Yeah, I'm I don't so know. I'm going to have to dig this. deeper and find the previous email that I must have responded to. They thought that she should die soon and confiscated everything for their selfish use, and this led to her will to. Her, led her to will her remaining funds to someone else so i guess she started giving money to the family and then they were sketchy about it um and note that the details you received from her and then some string of numbers was probing to establish contact because i'm sure you know as well as i do that most people would snatch the offer considering the large amount involved considering the fact that this person of this fund would entirely in the hands of the claimant beneficiary for this reason she felt that our initial communication, I should be able to determine if we can proceed based on certain indices, as well as an intuitive feeling I would deduce. I shall undertake to collate relevant details with regard to the funds withdrawal process. This will include the original deposit. What does he want from you? Uh, we're getting there. Uh, this is the relevant, inf- I'll skip ahead. Uh, the relevant information required from you to prepare legal documents. Uh, They'll put you in place as the next akin to your benefactor. Further note that we receive most of the information in your mail, but cannot proceed without informing you of the details of the transfer, as well as getting confirmation of your details present. So prevent Beatrice any wants to leave you her money. So we're looking for full names, address, country of origin, sex, date of birth, uh, direct telephone, fax numbers, occupation, alternate email address. Uh, once you send above, power of attorney will be drafted. At further updates, the next step in claiming your inheritance will be sent to you. Uh, blah, 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 blah. To which I respond. <laughs> oh, Why God. is Beatrice wanting to leave you money? This makes I no don't know. sense. Um, but, she doesn't but know obviously, you. Obviously, Mr. Barrister McDonald here has to uh, <laughs> carry out his legal obligations to both me and Mrs. Beatrice Perkins. Joe, this is my response. <clears throat> Joe, it's so great to hear from you. You may not know this, but I knew your great uncle. And it's been, it's been I some knew time. your great uncle. Do you know yeah, your yeah. great uncle? Uh, I, I had spent some time, um, spent a lot of time in and around his farm as a child. He used to have all the best animals. Here's Did the pig, he have a farm? A pig. Everywhere a pig, pig, E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> oh, McDonald. Yes, I've always wanted to know. And old McDonald would never tell me how much wood could his woodchuck chuck. Do you know if his woodchuck <laughs> could chuck wood? I'm hoping that before his untimely passing back in the 1992 LA riots that he imparted this knowledge upon you, I have been dying to know, no pun intended. <laughs> Enough. This of- is so specific. <laughs> well, this is me responding to him. Like I got in deep on these, um, like, you know, <laughs> enough of this catching off. Let's get down to brass tacks. You emailed me for a reason. It looks as if, as if from the code you have provided me that you also have been in contact with Ms. Perkins, a fine woman, and had their time on this had, had their time on this earth intertwined. She would have been a suitable mate for your uncle. I digress. The money a you'd suitable like to get mate. <laughs> Are so they like not. lions? Uh, a breeding <laughs> program in the zoo. Oh, gosh. We're, we're only about like halfway through this. Uh, matters like this are of great complexity. And as you notice, I tend to get quite distracted in the more intimate details and relationships that surround them. It's important that you contact my family attorney, Lionel Hutz. He has been in the family. <laughs> the attorney and from I think, the Simpsons? Of course. Why, why, why would I? Yeah, why not? Yeah. And again, at this point in time, I was in law school. I was not a lawyer at the time. Uh, so of 
I would it would be foolish for me to represent myself anyway. He had, uh, he has been in the family, and I think the litigator responsible for foreclosing your uncle's farm after his death. I hope there's no bad blood. We liquidated the entire estate and invested the funds into the development of LaserDisc. So not only does your family not have the money from the estate, neither does mine. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is good. I, I Obviously, I've not read this stuff since uh, 2012. Counselor Hutz is a very busy man. He's also very hard to track down due to his violations of several ethical boards and other international treaties. He does not maintain a regular phone number. In order to contact him, I will need to tie together two shoes and hang them over the nearby electrical wires within 20 Sorry, what you lost me on the shoes yeah the attorney is sketchy so he doesn't have a phone okay so in order for me to contact my attorney counselor huts i need to tie together two shoes and hang the them fuck over does this even mean <laughs> is that a means of communication Yes, listen, the details are here. Uh, I tied together the two, two shoes and hang them over nearby electrical wires. Within 21 days, word will get to Mr. Hutz and he will know that I am attempting to contact him. My hope is that he will recognize the proximity of these particular electrical wires to my home and will come ready to talk instead of a briefcase full of narcotics. Uh, once I meet with Mr. Hutz, he will reach out to you at this point. You need to do nothing except prepare the funds for travel to your nation, for his travel to your nation. So now I'm trying to get the scammer to pay for Mr. Hutz to go to wherever, to, <laughs> I guess it's the UK. Uh, he is a face He's a barrister. Yes, a face-to-face -face kind of businessman. You will be left with the following options for that meeting. One, wire funds electronically to us here in the amount suitable for first-class round-trip airfare to your location, plus additional money for lodging. Oh, he's for kind of like the rabbi like the rabbi who wants a four-star hotel we're getting there yeah he yeah. wants first class tickets because it's except it, the rabbi's real. money for lodging in mr hutz to live in a fashion for which he is accustomed number two arrange for a ferry to personally transport mr hutz to your locale this will be more difficult as we do not know his availability for the next few weeks three you come here we could arrange lodging in your name at the <laughs> Bugaboo Creek Steakhouse Kitchen. <laughs> I'll never notice. They have a great selection of fall soups. Oh, God. Fall soups? Up? Yeah. Where did they come up with this soup. shit? Me too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this place with the fall soups is not real, though. It used to be. Bugaboo Creek was a restaurant. I think they've all gone under. Um, they'll never notice. They have a great selection of fall soups. I can provide you with an offshore bank account, and I spelled this B-A-N-C. Uh, <laughs> And then you can simply fire the wire the funds directly to it. Five, convert the funds to cash, take a 10% fee for your trouble, and mail the cash to me. Option five clearly seems to be the easiest, and it transfers all of the risk from you and onto me. This is something I'm willing to do in order to let Ms. Perkins rest easily, knowing that her estate has found its rightful heirs. Please advise. <clears throat> Did so, he respond? I do not see a response in here. And I have no idea if this had an initial email or not, but I will certainly, th this is a good one that I, uh... oh, wait. No, I did. I got an email, email from Beatrice Perkins. That's why it's not in line. Oh. So on October 5th, as I go back through here, this Hello, was after my... that email. Beatrice no, this is before. 
So oh. this whole thing started with Beatrice emailing me. And then I responded. Uh, <laughs> Barrister McDonald. Barrister McDonald contacted me. <laughs> so the original email, hello, my name is Mrs. Beatrice Perkins. I was diagnosed with cancer. I was diagnosed for cancer about three years ago. I will be going in for an operation today. I decided to will slash donate the sum of 14 million 14 millions, 258,000 United States dollars to you for the good work of the Lord. Contact my lawyer with this email. And it says Joe McDonald Esquire. And then the email is a long string of numbers. And we know this is a scam because no one is contacting you you personally for the good work of the Lord. I I knew it was a scam, of course. Tell him that I have willed 14.258 million to you by quoting my personal reference number. And then that string of numbers. As soon as you contact him with the details quoted above, he should be able to recognize you and help him claim the money from my bank. Be informed that I've also paid for the state tax on this money to be transferred to you. Meanwhile, you are advised to keep this mail and its contents confidential, which I clearly did not do. Uh, we, are, <laughs> we are reading it on a podcast some 10 years later. And I really wish to accomplish at the end of the day, please pray to God for my recovery. My friend, please do not send me any emails as you are to send my barrister an email directly. So I did so. um, And that email was just that string of numbers and slashes and a line that says, I trust you understand the meaning of this query. And then that response that ensued, I will. Uh, so Barrister McDonald then responded to you and you responded back and then correct. he fell off the face of the earth, which is Yeah, I never got a response after that. I, maybe he was uh, maybe he was a little miffed at the uh, history between my attorney and his uncle. Could uh, be. Who knows? Who knows? What a time. I love that. I love that that all happened. So if anyone else has ever done anything like that let us know yeah yeah i'd love to know about any sort of it almost makes me want not that i have time for this shit but it makes me want to go buy the scam email penpals.com domain and start doing this again didn't you at one point have something for telemarketers oh that we would jolly play? roger I didn't have it, but I had access to it. And this may still exist, but there was a phone number called Jolly Roger. And what you would do is, um, and and it probably still exists. I'll have to check and see. Um, If you would get a call from a telemarketer, you'd tell them to hang on real quick. And then you'd hit conference and you'd call Jolly Roger. And it was like this automated thing that was set up to just... Oh God, some of this stuff was so funny. I remember and doing it. Yes. I remember like when I was first working for you back in the day, um, we would do this sometimes like during the day at work. Like you'd be like, hold on, I got one coming in hot. And yes. like, oh, let me see. And, and we yeah. would do this. Oh, I've got a phone number in my phone for Jolly Roger. And it, like the goal of this thing. Can you call it right now? Can we see what it says? Uh, let me see. Let me see what happens. Jolly Roger Anderson. I noticed you've called a few times. Why not sign up for the Jolly Roger telephone service so you get recordings of these bots emailed to you? For only 99 cents per month, you get unlimited. Oh, oh now they're selling something. So they can interact with your telemarketers and you don't have to. Listen to famous DJ Eddie Winters talk about this service. 
My name's Eddie Winners, and if you're like me, you're being spammed, <laughs> scammed, shammed, and flim-flammed at all hours of the day by telemarketers. The telephone companies won't help you, and the FCC won't even help you. So it's time to join the resistance and fight back with the Jolly Roger Telephone Company. That's right, baby. The Jolly Roger Telephone Company has developed smart robots to answer your phone whenever a telemarketer calls. Your automated robots are expertly programmed to keep the telemarketers in an endless loop of frustrating conversation that wastes their time and their boss's money. So if you just can't take another call from Rachel at Card Services, head on over to JollyRogerTelephone.com to sign up for their service, and you'll even get recordings of your thwarted spammers cursing in defeat. How can you beat that for 99 cents a month? You can't, baby. Once again, that website is JollyRogerTelephone.com. So I guess what happens, my guess now, because it used that used to not be there. There was not a sales thing. Um, and now yeah, it looks it was like free. it's yeah. And so I guess maybe there your phone number gets added to a list that allows that to 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 click and go. Oh, here we go. This is here's some examples. Um, hello. Yes. Yeah, hello. Can you hear this? Mm -hmm. uh, Anderson yeah. Roger. Uh, yes. So how are you? Oh, actually, hey, hang on a second. Hey, honey. What, sir? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm uh, you are fine. fine. Well, we haven't really gotten that far. I'm not sure yet. Sorry. Who's who's never mind. Can I talk to you later? Sir. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Sorry. Okay. No okay I'm back. So basically, and and it's not very loud here, but the whole purpose of this was you link it to this thing which it's all just pre-recorded and it makes it sound like it's having the conversation and then hold hold on a second wait and then he'd have like a conversation in the background with somebody else or there there i think there was one where like bees end up coming into the house and he's like swatting away these bees <laughs> or some shit like that but basically the 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 game in this is to <clears throat> just keep them on the phone have them spinning in circles get absolutely nowhere and i bet and, it's fun for the telemarketers too to be honest uh i'm sure that that there are some i mean like i've i've responded and had conversations with some telemarketers and they've definitely told me to fuck off and other uh profanities because they're trying to do especially if they're scammers and not just telemarketers they're trying to, to get into your computer or do whatever. Well, there's a, a whole great podcast that um, did did a whole thing. And I mean, I'll plug them, but they're like a very famous podcast. So they really don't need my plug. Um, but um, uh, Reply All, they're a very good podcast. And um, their episode, it was a two-part episode, it was called Long Distance, and um, Reply All has since gone through, like, some people that work there, like, have been fired since then, and there was some drama, so I'm acknowledging all of that, but, you know, anyway, um, but this episode was um, one of the, the hosts of it gets a call from a call center, and he basically... I don't want to spoil it because it's one of my favorite like podcast documentary things. But basically he has a back and forth with the people at this call center and 
eventually in the second episode goes to India and does more investigation and uncovers just the mysteries of this call center, all because this person called him and tried to remote into his computer and he let them. And what's the podcast? Reply all. Okay. Um, and like they're they're legit. They're not like our little rinky dink podcast. They're like real. Um, Are you saying we're not legit? Because I mean, I'm really here doing this podcast right now. We are really here, but you know, we don't like, like they had a whole, they, they're, they're like a known podcast. And like when they had a scandal, it got media coverage and like, oh, okay. you know, so yeah, no like media real. coverage or scandals here. Sorry, folks. Well, I mean, I'm glad we don't have scandals. Yeah. Cause yeah. Just, just scams and responding to scammers. So yeah, I, before this happens, I'm going to try to get some screenshots of these. I'll post them on the social media so you could just see those back and forth emails. Um, maybe we can try to reach out. <laughs> yeah, to have you ever been victim to a scam? So I had a situation where somebody called my grandmother and she was under the impression at the moment through their selective conversation that I was in jail for some reason and needed bail money and they almost got her. Um, fortunately, she was smart enough to realize that I probably would not be in jail and maybe I'll call him and check, even though they told her not to. Um, and she called you and sure enough, you were not in jail. I guess the voice on the phone was close enough. And she was, I mean, she's, let's see, this is, she'll turn 95 this year. And we're probably talking about 10 years ago. So she was 85. Um, <clears throat> and actually, if you dig deep, 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 deep into the archives of the Bowers Law MD blog, there's probably a post about this. Or search in there for scams or something like that because at the time I I was just using the website to blog about stuff going on in law school and I don't think I ever deleted any of that stuff it's just back there somewhere um, that like I said she almost she almost fell for it um, didn't happen and at first I did not know exactly what was happening when I was getting these calls I thought somebody was actively committing identity theft against me. And then we later learned that it was somebody that had a close enough voice that just called up and, and said, hey, it's me. Can you hear me? Oh, so help. like they, so they, they cast a wide a net. They just played the, hey, it's me. Can you help me? What do you mean? What do you need? Well, I'm in jail. Um, I need bail money. So they just hope that they get someone. Yeah, and the next step is, is going to be, you know, send me Bitcoin nowadays or go buy gift cards to Target and tell me what the numbers on the back of them are or whatever. Something that once they've converted it to their uses, it's gone. Go get me an Amazon gift card or, or what have you. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I've even, I've helped clients who have um, been we've we have like have had issues or people like that this. i mean it was tough like the psychologically these scammers get you so bad you remember i don't remember the name but you remember we had a client that had not fallen for it or maybe had and they were coming back and trying to get something else from them 
Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the th- digging that I did, eventually it was someone who the person, the, the scammer purported to be someone, purported to be, you know, Joe Schmo a real from, person. from government agency. Yeah, whatever agency it was, purported to be Joe Schmo from this agency. And I looked it up and Joe Schmo did indeed exist at this agency. And so what I did was I emailed Joe Schmo and said, this is what is going on. I believe this is a scam. Can you confirm to me, because I got the email from, you know, the actual government agency address that you have never sent these emails or spoken to this person. And he responded and said, I can confirm. I have never sent those emails and spoken to that person. And I think what I did was I sent that correspondence back to the scammer and said, I have confirmed that this is the real person. And they then, you know, we never heard from them. But it was still so difficult for the client to kind of stomach that because they thought that they were going to get trouble if they didn't pay this money, blah, 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 whatever it was they were trying to do. And it was the thing with gift cards, but they, they somehow got them psychologically so locked in. Because it's scary. Yeah. And, and I mean, it took a good bit of, you know, like uh, uh, time and digging on my end, because I mean, you know, at one point I asked the scammer for something on letterhead. I don't remember if I got that or not, but like what ended it was contacting the real person. Yeah. Which you don't always have access to because this, this scammer for whatever reason used the name of a real person. So yeah. Have you been scammed? Have you thwarted a scam or found one? Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Airquotelawpod at gmail.com. We're going to stick to our weekly drop, but we're going to continue to occasionally sprinkle in an extra episode every so often, maybe every other week. And I do have Um, a jury question also. uh, Let's roll it because we're getting, let's wait to to the next one. Let's push it. No problem. Can do. All right. And then all right. Uh, so we'll we'll definitely have some some questions from the jury in the next episode, but keep them coming. We can I, I'm happy to do an episode that's 90% questions from the jury if we've got enough of them. So airquotelawpod at gmail.com or hit us up on the social media. Until next time, guys. This one's adjourned. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Electric acid.